0: Right about now you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership podcast Lyric are uh, us Happy you Still to be happy about You're up too old Jobs not finished Legacy is what you leave behind Leadership is how you are defined Tomorrow I don't know the sun gonna shine So today I'm trying to replenish my mind Legacy leader legacy legacy leaders yes we are back at you this is cold brew and convos with your l3g coaches and i am jimmy gonzalez jr coach jimmy g jr along with my co-host anthony devon watch jr what is going on leaders aka k my little homie also trey deuce you're 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 it's good brother how you doing
1: i'm doing i'm doing well man aka young um young caffeinated yes cold brew. <laughs> I
0: have, we are mixing it up i have a this is actually protein it's almond milk protein almond milk oh okay yeah in i think i tried
1: form. that before it's Nutrition, it's okay. Yeah, the nutritional value is worth is worth it. Um, the With the protein, it. it has it's yeah. the
0: one that has soy in it, so it's not that great. But uh, soy is not the best for for men. No. But uh, but yes, yeah, so we have our cold brews and we are ready to go. Uh, I'm hyped. Uh, I told you I had the uh, the conversation on our live streamcast at my church. We we're talking about leadership. I was invited. Uh, with another gentleman to to talk about leadership in the home and the family and in the workplace, and I felt like that went really really well. And uh, blessed man, they talked about uh, the Legacy Leadership podcast and gave us some uh, just some pub, you know, at the beginning as well. So that was much much appreciated from our folks at Church at the Cross here in Orlando, Central Florida. Uh, so yeah, great conversation. Of course, you know, we always love talking about leadership and. Um, my daughter was asking my wife, is dad going to still do his live? And she was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to run out of here or go home and, and, and jump on his live podcast. And I was like, of course, for sure. Like, we have uh, we have folks out there that uh, that we want to talk to, that we want to communicate with. we got a message to share, uh, and I'm happy to, to do so and to do it with you, man.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, um, it, shouldn't have, it shouldn't have even been a question because if we've shown that we will do anything, it is we will show up. <laughs> we will show up um, and uh, be good stewards. And speaking of which, if you guys have seen, we dropped our latest episode uh, of the Legacy and Leadership Podcast uh, titled Show Up and Kiss It. Uh, mm-hmm. K-I-S-S. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Yeah, I was. It was funny, man, because I was working on uh, the uh, the podcast cover uh, the other day and uh, the audio mixing. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be funny when people read it." (laughs) I got a kick out of it, but it it just seemed fitting because, like, in this episode, we're talking specifically about like we're starting off our series on decision making. And before we really break down, you know, as an entrepreneur, like how to how do you master decision making? How do you go about making effective decisions? You have to start with the mindset. You have to start with having the right mindset. And so in this episode, what we really do is we talk about kind of the five tenets of having the right mindset when it comes to decision making. Um, and so one of the themes that was just consistent as we were kind of chopping it up and bringing these things down is we were talking about the need to show up. The need to consistently show up, and then um, when we started talking about keeping your solution simple, um, you know, you shared um, something that you had picked up—a spin on, you know, keep it simple, stupid, mm-hmm. right? Um, a spin on um, that, which is keep it simple and systematic. It's systematic, yes, right, which um, really resonated with us, right? And so I just felt like that really summarized a lot of the points that we talked about in the episode, right? Which was. As an entrepreneur, like when it comes to decision making, first and foremost, you gotta show up. You gotta consistently show up um, in order to be the decider. Uh, And then, secondly, you have to be able to keep it simple, keep it simple and systematic, your approach um, to uh, making effective decisions. So, if you have not checked that out, please, please, please make sure that you do so. A lot of um, golden nuggets dropping. You ain't gotta take our word for it. Um, Just listen to the streets, Um, numbers are going up. Um, you know, people are providing a lot of feedback on all of the platforms, whether it's Podbean, whether it's YouTube, the comments coming in, people hitting up us on LinkedIn. Um, just, man, the, the momentum is, um, uh, is palpable. It's building, man. And, um, we're really starting to connect with our community. And so we would love for you guys to listen. And if, you know, anything resonates with you, make sure that you pass it on, uh, to a friend, to another entrepreneur, as they are trying to figure out how to navigate this crazy that's going on right now, um, we're like in pandemic, post pandemic, um, I don't know, pandemic. I don't know where in
0: between. Do yeah. I wear my mask? Do I not wear my mask? I'm vaccinated. Should I still wear it? Are they vaccinated? I'm not sure. Yeah. So, yeah. The
1: rules the right rules are, are ambiguous right <laughs> so, now. Right? Exactly. They, <laughs> things are opening up. Things are things so are closed. I don't
0: know, yeah.
1: Like I, don't, I, like, I don't get it, you know what I mean? So um, since we're in this kind of this limbo, this ambiguity, right, um, you know, it's only appropriate that, you know, as we continue to evolve the the Colburn condo segments and not just geared towards, like, us running our mouths for you guys to listen, even though we know that you appreciate that, um, but really we're trying to connect and engage with you all, and we want to really start to have more conversations around current events and things that are going on, and how does it really affect you as an entrepreneur, right? Because, like, we're not, as entrepreneurs, we're not insulated from any of these things that are happening out there Mm -hmm. in the world, in the job in the the economy, like any of those things, right? And there's a lot of stuff that we're trying to figure out on the fly. Um, And so, um, you know, amidst all this craziness, you know, we're really excited today because we want to talk about a couple of things specifically. One... Um, our last cold Brew and convo segments, you know, before we had HR on, um, we were talking a little bit about navigating internal conflict or, you know, conflict within your inner circle. Um, and we were using the Joe Budden podcast as a, as a case study, um, one, because we just appreciate, um, the business that those folks have been able to build the podcast that, you know, Joe Budden has been able to build. And more importantly, just kind of the dynamic of him and his coworkers and, how essential chemistry has been to their success. And now that chem- mm-hmm. chemistry is kind of in limbo and we got some definitive news today um, yeah. about how that, how that thing culminated. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about that and just revisit it. Um, and then also we wanted to talk about, you know, things that we keep hearing um, entrepreneurs are struggling with and, you know, kind of Ricky talked about this in our last cold brew segment with some of his clients who are really struggling to navigate uh, a soft labor market. And a soft labor market, not in the sense that there's not, you know, uh, unemployment is low and so there's not as many people available. It's actually the opposite. There's a lot of folks that are available. It's just that they're not motivated or they're not um, on fire about the the prospect of um, returning to work and returning to work for maybe some of the, some of the same organizations that, you know, furloughed them and Um, They feel like maybe have left them high and dry. Right. And so want to talk about that because we are finding that a lot more folks are jumping into the the waters of entrepreneurship. And what does that mean? And so we want to break that down just a little bit. And um, if you guys have anything to say about that, if you want to have some conversations like, um, you know, you guys on the live, like call in, like we want to chop it up with you. You know, we want to chop it up with you as well. But, um, you know, Jimmy and myself will be breaking this down over today's cold brew uh, and combos.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for our folks that are with us, uh, definitely always appreciate the uh, the love, the hearts. You can give us a hashtag team live uh, in the chat for those that are with us, uh, our loyal listeners. Uh, and if you're here live, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for, for being here with us during this time. If you're listening to the replay of this, um, and if you're new to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, uh, or if you're a loyal listener, we appreciate you. Thank you for giving us an opportunity. Go ahead and give the episode a like. Make sure that you leave us a review uh, on your favorite podcast platform. We definitely appreciate that. And as Devon said earlier, man, share. Share with somebody who you know would find value from this episode and all of our episodes that we have uh, as we continue to bring the hotness uh, through the Legacy and Leadership podcast and our cold boot and convo sessions, um, so where did you want to start? I know we we were kind of texting back and forth yesterday. I uh, say excuse me earlier today, uh, kind of about the the Joe Budden stuff as that just popped off. I don't know if he wants to start there or with the article that you shared with me.
1: No, I think it's probably best to start off there, just um, because we kind of ended that segment. Yeah, um, and then. Um, so it'll be good to revisit that. And then also, you know, then we can transition to talking about the current labor market and people jumping into the wars of entrepreneurship and making that decision, right? We're talking this month about decision-making, mm-hmm. making the big decision of saying, hey, I'm going to go into business for myself. But um, but yeah, man, so uh, for those who didn't listen to the Cold Brewing and Convos episode titled Spades Partner, Spades Partner, what well, we talked about, what does it take to navigate conflict within your inner circle, right? Because as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we desire to build and to build with folks that we have strong rapport and relationships with. It makes complete sense that you would want to do that, right? I want to build with my mans. I want to build with my friend. I want to build with my team. I, you know, if we come up, if, if I come up, we coming up together, like, yeah, man, like this is going to be super, super fun. Um, but we don't necessarily prepare that well for navigating conflict when it mm-hmm. comes to friendship and business. And so um, you heard us kind of break down and just kind of share our experiences. I talked a little bit about uh, my, my experience in the music business um, as a creative, as a writer um, with the group UFO Empire, who are also my really, really good friends uh, and how I had to learn, we had to learn the hard way um, you know, the lessons of not being clear about expectations, not communicating openly, and then how that ended up creating conflict or when conflict arose, we didn't know how to navigate it properly. Um And so mm-hmm. again, using the Joe Button podcast as a case study, give everybody the quick thirty second elevator pitch. Um, Joe has had a podcast, a very successful podcast with his friends Rory and Maul. Um, for the better part of seven years, Joe initially started the podcast himself. Um, later on, had uh, Rory join, and then later on had Maul join. As they continue to build it, they found success with you know procuring deals with Spotify. Ended up going back independent. Started seeing um, true success in terms of you know being able to you know generate substantial income uh, for themselves as they've really started to build out. Joe started the work of building out a network. Um, apparently there was some turmoil between Joe and his co-host, between Rory and Maul. They decided to, hey, we're going to take a break. Mm -hmm. They they disappeared for six weeks. Um, Joe, being committed to the business, decided, hey, I need to figure out how to keep this thing going. He did. He was able to tap in his really, really good lifelong friends um, to fill in the seats. Um, Turned out that that that, uh, ended up being very successful for them. Uh, He found a new... Um, new IP actually out of that IP, the new intellectual property out of that. Rory and Maul returned for a week and then they took a vacation, did the entire network collectively. And then today, coming back, uh, they were supposed to record on Tuesday, and Rory and Maul decided, hey, we're not going to show up again. And uh, Joe responded um, by um, being fully transparent about the challenges that they were facing. And then uh she, and then, yeah, he you know, talks a lot about
0: being transparent. He was super transparent today.
1: He was transparent, right? Um and then ended up uh firing firing his friend, uh his co-host.
0: On air. On air.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Um uh, so uh there's a lot to unpack there, right? But when we go back to like navigating um you know conflict within your inner circle, man, the the thing that just like I look at this um, and it's just, it's evident, like, you know, when we talk about the importance of communication and expectations, right? Open lines of communication and expectations, especially with your friends, especially with folks that you're doing business with, right? Um, So folks you're doing business with, absolutely. Friends, you know, undeniably. Doing business with friends, like, absolutely undeniable that you have to make sure mm-hmm. that your communications and expectations are set. And this is a perfect case study of what happens when that doesn't occur, man. Um, it just seemed like, and I, I, I'm interested to see what your, your thoughts are on it, but it just seems like there was a lot of missed opportunities, not even recently, but along the years, to clearly communicate on everybody's part what they wanted to get from from the business Right The partnership together, what their expectations were, right um, and what they valued, and instead of being transparent about that, there was a lot of resentment that was harbored until it ultimately bubbled over to the point where it was it seems like irreconcilable um to me, yeah, right um and so that, that that's um one of the things that really really stood out to me, man, it's just like. You know, we learned that at a very early, early age about you know it's, you know it's not you know um, what you say is how you say it and you know you know we're even going through this with Linux like you know when he's feeling some type of way and upset like you know he's too right it's like hey use your words like tell me what's going on right and yet mm-hmm. something as simple as using your words that we try to instill in in you know our kids at the age of you know one and two. You know, we can't. We see people fail to do in their thirties and forties, and how that ha- just has, you know, um, you know, ripple effects um, on the business, man. So I don't know. What was what was your take about um, about the episode and you know, um, you know, some of the things that we talked about in space partner just kind of seeming like they came to a head um, here from this last episode.
0: You are on point. You are on point. That's what that that sound.
1: No, I like those. There, yeah. I was like, hold huh? on, I thought. <laughs> All right, somebody's calling in. <laughs> hey, it's correct.
0: There? I've been wanting to hit that button for like the last three or four weeks now <laughs> to finally had a chance to, to hit it. Um, so, and I, I talked about this on on a space partner that's I you know I didn't have I think we know more now like what the contracts were and 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 I'm not one of the folks that have been you know rocking with that podcast from the very beginning and we're talking about almost seven years now. But it very much seems, right, that it was free, you know, Joe has this vision and he's had this vision and, and I think, you know, it's evolved just like ours is continuing to evolve. Uh, and he had his friends that were just there, you know, wanting to, all right, I'll, I'll do this podcast thing with you. Um, so while, while they built it from that perspective, I don't get the sense that From a business perspective, that they have really been putting in the sweat equity to build it to that point. So, and and he mentioned like they're both on a contract. So again, it they really are workers. Like they don't own anything. They don't own the IP, the intellectual property. They don't own the business. They don't own the podcast. And people, uh, you know, in the industry, kind of question like why they let them, you know, call it the Joe Budden podcast when it was really all three of them. Well. It's his podcast. It's not theirs. Um, so if, you know, believe in the things that he said uh, in regards to, you know, them wanting to know more about the books and getting into the numbers. Again, that's like me as as an employee trying to ask, you know, my boss or the owner you know, of the company, hey, I, I want to see all of the financials and how well we're doing because um, I don't feel like I'm getting paid enough or, or whatever I might be salty or bothered about. And like you just you don't do that. Um, you know, there's in operations right? there certain financials that we do get a chance to see. And, you know, there's public information, depending on the company that you work with, that you can take a look at. But um, I just thought it was very interesting that it seemed over maybe the span of three years or so that that's where some of the, the bad energy, the negative energy really started to brew. But it also seems, and he mentioned it, you know, for to just to show up twice a week for about two hours or so, uh, you know, so maybe four hours or five hours a week and get paid. And they seem like you didn't give numbers, right? But they, they were getting paid very, very well for just showing up and being on a podcast. Uh, but yet, not really treating it like it's an official job. If they were coming in late. Uh, and not being as prepared, you know, he said they wouldn't, you know, wouldn't necessarily always have have their nose prepared or, or, or look at you know, some of the information prior to getting onto the podcast. So if you're not really looking at it. Seriously, as this is a job, you haven't been putting in the, the sweat equity to build the business, to get deals, to garner deals. Uh, and I've even heard people question about, well, why didn't Joe you know, give them their own podcast instead of instead of as he's been trying to grow the network? you know, bring on some of these other the, the kind of the, the female perspective podcast, what well, he said, he offered that and Ma didn't want to do that. And he offered to Roy and Roy was down. But I guess those situations just didn't work out. Uh, and for him. So I, I get the sense that as a friend and as a businessman, Joe, and he has a crazy personality, right? So I mean, he could be, yeah, he's very emotional uh and, it has his own way of expressing himself and being transparent. But I get the sense, you know, keeping all of that in, in context that he he really has done everything that he could to look out for them. And for you to, to start acting the way that they have, I just, I don't know, man, it, it seems like, like they, they took some steps that they probably should have. He mentioned like whatever leverage they may have had, like they've completely lost it at this particular point.
1: Um, yeah, for sure. Right. Cause you, you force his hand and you, so you made a calculator risk. Right? You exactly. made a calculator risk. And basically what you said is, All right, see how well this does without us so we can show you our value. Mm-hmm. And you stepped away for six weeks. And in that time period, he was able to figure it out on the fly and show that I can I can keep the analytics, I can keep the performance, I can keep all of this stuff the same. So yeah, you did show your value. Right? You did show your value and now I have that information. Mm-hmm. Right. And even with you returning, which is great, like you could have asked for, you know, you could have attempted to, to renegotiate, but then you also carried in these these emotions. And, you know, the thing that stood out and, you know, you text me about this. Right. It's like what makes this thing work is the chemistry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when some of these things start to play out the way that they do, there's no there's no reconciling or, or, you know, there's no reconciling the chemistry lost, you know? Um, I think the analogy about, um, you know, uh, you know, when, um, when you have a partner that says, hey, I want to like go through your phone, right? And like, like that was spot on, right? Because it's like, there's no ringing, there's no unringing that bell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like, okay, I get it. If that's what you need. But and we do this, but now I'm going to look at you a type of way. I'm going to think you look at me as a certain type of way, right? For yeah, for our audience
0: over there, with the analogy what he was talking about is they were asking to audit, like audit the numbers and audit the accounting. Um, so to your point, you know, somebody's if you know your spouse or your, your significant others ask to like go through your phone, like again, you start to question obviously their their trust in you. Right. Right. Um, but also shout out to uh, to some of the folks that we have live with us uh crank mary and ego i appreciate you uh, again joining the live if you have questions course, um, yeah you know definitely um go ahead and post those into the chat uh if you want to jump on and you have questions and want to get into the live oh, conversation man. yeah you can call in and do so as well
1: but um but the thing that stood out to me honestly it was it was a couple of points that we've been making right that i was like oh man like if they would have, if they would have, um, if they would have uh, signed signed up to listen to us as entrepreneur coaches, entrepreneurial coaches, we could have helped them out. Because the first thing is right is what was clear is from jump is that there was no clear um, there were no clear uh, agreement set up around ownership. Yes, that was never hashed out, right? And um, one of the very first things that you know, again, because we practice what we preach, one of the very first things that you and I did was. Like we have a strong relationship, like a very strong relationship. We have been rocking out for over a decade, right? Been in each other's homes, been around each other's kids, like um, all of all of that, you know, major milestones that are going on in our kids life. But we can compartmentalize it to and say, hey, in order to ensure that this partnership is on firm footing and everybody feels like their interests are protected and we're looking and we're on the same page, let's make sure that we're on the same page about ownership. Yeah. Right now, for us, it's a, it's a lot easier because there's the two of us. We birthed the IP together, yeah. Uh, that's how we've approached, right? 50 50. But we had that discussion, right? We and we didn't just have the discussion, we committed it to paper,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean? So that, that has been resolved. That, that can never be an issue that rears its ugly head years later.
0: Right. No, nah, bro, I think you should be like, I don't know, maybe 60, 40, 70, 30. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> right, seven years later. Right, man, I want to audit. I want yeah, to audit.
0: <laughs> audit the numbers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, you, you got 50% ownership. Yeah, I don't trust me either. I need to audit. <laughs> right, but so that was a, the first thing that was clear, right, is that like if they had taken the time to kind of have that discussion, right, that could have been helpful. The other yeah. thing, too, is... And where I fault, I thought Joe is it is he's building a business, but and and this is a great lesson for entrepreneurs out there, right? Um, and this is why we, we we think the you know entrepreneurship and leadership, like we te- we talk about those things and teach those things separately because they have to go hand in hand. They're synergistic, and don't just automatically yes. assume that because you're an entrepreneur. That you're also a leader. You can be an entrepreneur and be very good at building a business and be crap as a leader. Horrible. Right? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. You have somebody who has exceptional leadership skills, but the inability to create and to build. And so where I give Joe a lot of credit is he's definitely a gifted entrepreneur. He's a gifted creator. He's able to kind of see the vision, work the vision, bring it to fruition, which is a, a a rare trait, a rare skill set to have, right? But from a leadership perspective, he's fallen short on numerous occasions, right? The first being that all of these instances that he's bringing up where he's been dissatisfied with the performance of his co-hosts or the performance of his employees, people that are on contract, your boys, you have not had that honest conversation over the past seven years to nip that in the bud. So you enable Mm -hmm. that behavior to exist. Exactly. So for our entrepreneurs out there, if you're thinking about like, how does this relate to your business or what you're building with your, t- with your team, the minute your team starts coming up short in terms of their effort, their energy, what you think they should be contributing, right? If you feel like, hey, man, I'm I'm starting to feel a type of way about the effort that you're putting in because I don't think we're equally yolk- yoked, you can't let that go undiscussed. It's better to have the conversation early on. And to have the somewhat uncomfortable conversation, but to seek seek to understand and to set expe- you know set proper expectations again on the same page, then to harbor that seed of resentment and then let that bloom years later, because now what's happened is it's hard for me to respect the list of grievances that are being aired when you took no effort as the leader, as the owner to address it when the seeds were first planted mm-hmm. and so you can't be mad that they don't come in prepared they don't show up on time if you've always approached those situations and you've enabled that that type of behavior over the past couple of years by addressing it as a joke like if it's not a joke then don't address it as a joke bro. because otherwise people gonna, they're going to just think it's a joke um and i get that that can be uncomfortable when you're talking about friendships or when you're talking about that but again um, it's better to have the semi-uncomfortable conversation when it first emerges, um, because I think you'll find that your friends, your true your friends, if they truly care about you know carrying their weight and contributing to the business and the whole nine, like it's it's not going to be that difficult. Oh man, hey, my bad. I didn't even know. Hey, this is da 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 da, or maybe we see things differently, but right, and you're able to hash that out, then to have to deal with what you're dealing with right now, which is this public falling out, that. For all intents and purposes, while you've proven that you've been able to navigate this, you've also created risk mm-hmm. to your brand, your reputation. Like the narrative that's out there right now, right, is while he may be right from a business perspective, he's not right in terms of a of the friendship or the communication or even the leadership perspective. Like, bro, you just don't do that. You don't fire. You don't fire people on air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, if you listen, you're fired. Like, you don't do that. Like, what does that say to people who may have a desire to work with you in the future? People who who are enter- entertaining and say, "Hey, you know what? He may approach me, and this tells me everything that I need to know, whether it's true or not. This tells me everything I need to know about what type of person I'm getting into business with, what type of leader I'm going to be working for, the type of entrepreneur, what type of builder I'm going to be working for." Because if he's willing to air out his mans that used to live with him mm-hmm. for years what's he going to do to me he don't he don't owe me nothing like he don't i don't know him from Adam right um and so the, that's one of the areas where I fault him so i think there's a lot of lessons in there for our entrepreneurs um is that look let's be real guys like don't don't fool yourself just because you know how to build a business does not mean that you know how to lead and it's important that you, you're intentional about and you're self-aware about the type of leadership skills you're building, not just the type of business that you're building. They have to go hand in hand, right? Um, we don't seen too many people show up on Shark Tank with a brilliant invention and idea, but they can't build a business, right?
0: Just because mm-hmm. you're
1: great at creating some something doesn't mean that you know how to build a business. doesn't mean that you know how to connect with people.
0: Well, that's the point right there because he he definitely, a lot, right? he refers to himself as a creator and a creative person. And he did mention that the business piece of it, like he's he's still in the process of learning how to really build and run a business. Um, and that's why that's why we're so passionate about what we've what we've been working on, what we're building, what we're studying, and what we want to be able to help entrepreneurs and, and even more so creatives, you know, people that that creatively, man, they have it, they have talent, they have vision, they have these passions, but maybe they've never worked in a corporate environment like that, right? And they don't have the type of experiences that you and I have. So they don't they don't understand really what it means to be a leader worth following. They don't understand the importance of having tough conversations and like you said, nipping those things in the bud, and not just the importance of it, but how do I go about having those tough conversations with my employees with my business parts, especially if it's somebody who is a friend of mine and somebody who I have a strong relationship with. Um, and those are critical. Those are critical, especially, you know, and where he's at, you know, at this particular point, we're talking about millions and millions of dollars. And it's cool to be transparent, but to your point, you have to think about the decisions I'm making today and how, the, how that's going to affect the decisions that other people make in the future regarding people build, you know being willing to work with me and, and partner with me and there might be some people that don't care like i understand how joe is he talked about academics which is another guy in the industry and you know he knows me i know him and if we do a deal pretty soon and you know then we'll do that um, but everybody's not going to be cool with that especially if they're truly employees of your business um, you just have to be really, really thoughtful of of how you how you communicate and how you speak to people, which I think is partly where he went wrong in the first place, right? Because he 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 fires Rory on air, but then when this first situation came about, instead of calling him and talking to him, he texts him and say, "Hey, take a couple of days off, take a week off." And then when Rory tried to ask, you know, and, and get a better understanding of why, you know, he sent him an exclamation point, like. <laughs> What does that mean? So, as, as as a boss, as a leader, you don't you don't communicate with people, especially those type of decisions via text. And yet you definitely don't communicate that somebody's fired on air. Uh, no, that's just man. you know, and, and I, is, you know, it's a different space, we're in a different world, and I guess you know, it's a different industry. But leadership is leadership, man, and how you treat people is how you treat people, regardless.
1: Yeah, I was just, I was just gonna say that, man. I think that's that's the real beauty in leadership, and that's why um, you know we feel like it's so important for us to be able to help entrepreneurs (coughs) develop that skill set because this is a leadership is a, is a fully transferable skill. Like Mm -hmm. the, 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 the way that we lead in our corporate spaces is the way that we lead within our homes. It's the way that we lead within our spiritual spaces. It's the way that we lead in the way that we build our business. Like it's the way that we lead, um, those that we mentor, like you're gonna get the same Jimmy, you're gonna get the same Devon in all of these spaces, right? We know how to have conversations, difficult conversations, whether it's difficult conversations about your faith walk, whether it's difficult conversations about delivering on reports, right? Whether it's a difficult conversation around um, contributing to the business or whether it's a difficult conversation with our kids, right, around the decisions that they make, the framework is the same. We Mm -hmm. understand the importance of addressing it immediately, clear lines of communications, all of those things. Right. So, um, I, I would agree with you in that respect that like, Hey, this is a fully transferable skill. And the thing is the, um, there was a lot of feedback along the way that if he was really, you know, we talked about humility and we talked about self-awareness as a leader, if Joe was really aware, um, along the journey, he would have seen some of the signs. Like I appreciate the transparency of saying, hey, you know, I'm I'm still learning the business aspect of it and navigating it. And I remember listening to an episode where um, he was talking about his very first network corporate meeting, like having his very first like staff meeting,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Which was he's never had to do before. Again, this is somebody who comes exclusively from the creative space, music industry. You know, you know, being his own person, having to worry about just himself, and right. And now you are entrusted to be a steward of multiple employees, right? And you're making decisions that impact them and their families and the whole nine, right? Um, and what was telling about that is one, I appreciate the, the desire to um, want to meet with your team and communicate and cast a vision. Like, that needs to happen. But what was telling is that as he's talking about navigating into that space and his experience, like, his boys are, like, like Rory and Maul are laughing at him about it. And, like, clowning him about, like, oh, you ain't yelling at anybody, da 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 da, da. That stuff is telling. That's <laughs> telling. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, there's one thing to, like, rag on your peoples, right? Like, because that's just obviously a sign of just kind of familiarity and things like that. But then there's also, like, when you hear certain things over and over again and when people are joking and you're not joking, they're they're really trying to deliver the truth to you and mask it and mask it yeah. smile you know what i mean and he never picked up on that like so there was clearly a lack of respect for you as a leader that you never addressed because of um you know and maybe they felt that way because of prior ways that you communicated because of how you handle and conduct it yourself but you never took the time to be even be aware of that lean into it and address it and so now when it comes time for Uh, your leadership to really uh, shine through, to come through and shine for you, like, what are they getting, right? Like, you can't lead them. They don't want to follow. Exactly. They don't want to follow, right? And so um, I think that, you know, you know, while it's... um, you know, while it may be a different industry than maybe some of our entrepreneurs out there that are listening, there's a wealth of lessons about leadership and leadership as an entrepreneur, even in this, just this case study alone, because um, again, just because you know how to build a business, just because you know how to execute a great idea does not mean that you know how to lead effectively. And they ha- you have to be just as intentional about building yourself as a leader as you are about building a business. If you want to create something that's going to be a legacy and sustainable, Right, if you want to create something that's going to be a legacy, right? That's why we keep coming back to legacy, right? Like, mm-hmm. if your goal is, hey, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna build this little hot dog stand, I'm gonna have this little hot dog cart, and it's gonna be me, and I have no employees and all. This, okay, that's fine, you can do that. Understand though that uh, you you may not necessarily be building something that's going to be um sustainable for generations, right? Like that that may be a reality. You're definitely not going to be in a position where Um, you know, you're going to, you know, pass on this business and impact your community, impact the lives of others, right? Because it's just you. And there's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. If your goal is just, hey, that's my side hustle, like, then do that, right? We talk about as entrepreneurs being able to build sustainable businesses and, you know, build a business and keep the business that's going to impact your community. That means employing people in your community. That means leading in your community. That means being able to operate at a different level that's not so tactical because you bought on people that understand the vision
0: mm-hmm. and can
1: execute there so that you can focus on the strategy and growing the business so that then you can pass on that legacy for other for generations to come right so like if that's your aspirations if that's your aspiration you have to be just as insistent obsessive you have to be obsessive about building as a leader. Yeah. Uh, as you are about building your business, so I, I thought that you know, man, the the podcast today was just uh, full of lessons along the way that we had to share with our our entrepreneurs.
0: I like I like everything that you said. Um, I'm also thinking like, man, I wonder, I wonder, if there's other podcasts out there that are kind of going through maybe similar situations, and if we can kind of dig into that, but. Mm. we'll, we'll chop that idea up a little bit more at another time. Um, but not. it was good. I think we, you know, we did a, a really good job of um, just kind of breaking that down for our folks that are with us. Um, so if you haven't, you know, definitely it, it's, again, it's, it's interesting just to, even if from the peripheral, just kind of peeping out what is going on with that situation. And again, the lessons that can be learned with leadership and business development and, and some of the things that are going on, um, there was a couple of topics that we wanted to jump into, so um, we'll we'll start to, to transition just a little bit. Absolutely. So, um,
1: so we also talked about, like, just as entrepreneurs, right, because, again, we continue to talk to our entrepreneurs, our entrepreneurs out there. Um,
0: yeah, was just I was trying to give way. us a little music break. It yeah. just took a minute to uh, and... well, shout, shout out, out King to Carlo. King Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir.
1: Another creator. Hey,
0: just know. your L3G coaches, we have, yes, a, a strong heart and passion for for creatives, for entrepreneurs, because, you know, you have a vision, you have a thought, you have something that you're trying to to build regardless. Um, but again, as creatives ourselves and just being in that space in different capacities, uh, it's just a different type of vibe, different type of vibe, and we definitely appreciate folks again who who just see things in their mind and, and drum up these these sounds, these visions, whatever it is that they do, man, and just start to creating and then see that come to life. Uh, I just have a tremendous passion for that, um, especially, and I've told you this when it's something I can't do. Like I can't I can't write lyrics. So when I see people going through that process of creating beats and producing, like. Yeah, I just love it, man, I just love it. And even seeing somebody who was, you know, creatively baking, um, you know, custom cakes and cupcakes and like, to me, that's that's another form of, of being creative and how they allow that to flow and what they create. It. And I just love it, I appreciate, again, everybody who put themselves out there because it's a piece of you. It's a piece of you that you're putting out there that you're giving to the world and seeing, you know, if they like it, do they not, regardless, I'm gonna be passionate about it and keep it moving forward, so. Uh, again, yeah. Shout out to King Carlo. These beats always rocking. Um, yeah, I wish I could like have a little fade out. I just have to cut it off just like that. But oh, oh, um,
1: yeah, and it's never a good spot because it's just always a vibe. It's always a vibe. Yes. <laughs> shout out King Carlo, man. Shout out King Carlo. Um, again, super, super talented, creative. Um, you know, producer, um, man. Just you know, he's. Um, He's been responsible for just providing the canvas um, and the backdrop to just like some some really phenomenal music for a lot of uh, you know, musicians and creators out here um, in the Central Florida area, in the Miami area, um, just kind of all over, man. So um, big shout outs to him. but um, Yeah, man,
0: and definitely, you know, super thankful and appreciative for uh, his talent, but just, you know, him uh, being gracious enough to to provide us It's like the, the soundtrack to our podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, Rico has put in some work as well. And uh, we have a number of tracks, uh, again, produced by King Carlo that uh, that we utilize. Um, that makes it extra special for us because nobody else got it. Hey, and it's, yes. it's, yeah, it's with yes, us. It's so, absolutely. Exactly. On the uh, Legacy and Leadership podcast. So, yeah, shout out to our homeboy. Appreciate his family for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man.
1: So, um, kind of talking about uh, another, you know, just kind of current event. So, I, w- I was sharing with Jimmy, because it's been coming up, man. I was literally, I, I, I was talking to um, not just, um, you know, you know, Ricky, who uh, we had on the last Cold Brewing Combos episode, and he was talking about.
0: Who invited I think, HR anyway? <laughs>
1: yeah, <that's
0: for> sure. <laughs> it's going to be a new, a new segment, maybe once a quarter.
1: Yeah, we'll for bring sure. it who on. invited HR? Because Ricky's a riot. Uh, Ricky is the, the antithesis <laughs> of HR, if you guys got a chance to listen. Um, super, super sharp um, HR professional. Um, great partner. Great partner to have. Um, you know, um, you know, is providing a lot of support for small and medium-sized businesses, providing HR services, helping them navigate the challenges of running a business, whether it's sourcing talent or um, having to, um, you know, deal with um, employee relations type type issues to keep keep you our entre leaders, entrepreneurs out of jail, you know, out of mm-hmm. out of, out of uh, labor jail. But um, but he was just talking about his experiences with. Um, he's really struggling right now with some of these companies to be able to find talent. And again, it's not because the there's a lack of talent in the labor market. Cause we know that the unemployment rates are high. Right. And so it's not like where unemployment is super, super low. And so it's not that many people looking for a job. It's actually the opposite. So mm-hmm. a lot of folks that are looking for um, that are available to work, but they just don't have a desire to work. And I think what's interesting about that is twofold, right? Is one Um, you know, in this article that I read that I shared with Jimmy, which, uh, he'll be able to kind of read some excerpts from, but, um, the thing that really stood out was that you got two things going on. You got one, um, (coughs) excuse me. You got folks that having come through this pandemic have said, Hey, the, a lot, the amount of security that I thought i had built up over my X number of years of career in this corporate space all went out the window uh, with this pandemic when I was furloughed, when I was let go, whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and so that's changed my calculus on the value of working with a major organization because I've helped them build something. And then at the end of the day, I got the acts, right. Or I got furloughed, mm-hmm. right. They, they made a business decision. And so if I'm going to invest my sweat, my time, my thoughts, my energy in building something, why not build something for myself? And so you got a lot of people that are looking to not return to work, but to make that leap into entrepreneurship. In fact, um, I was reading statistics and they were actually saying that the number of uh, <coughs> small, the number of small businesses and LLCs that were started, um, you know, um, actually increased post pandemic year over year versus the prior year. So you had more people when it seemed like the most dire you know, taking that leap of faith and saying, hey, I'm going to start a business, right? Um, and so you you got that, right? And then you also got entrepreneurs now that are out there saying, well, hell, I may have an opportunity now for people that have no desire to build, you know, to build something on their own, but they don't want to be a part of a major organization. I may actually have an opportunity to attract some really diverse talent, some really strong talent that I wouldn't have had an opportunity to to, to, mm-hmm. to get before, right? Um, And so who can I add to my team? Who can I build on my team? So um, we wanted to break that down just a little bit and kind of talk about, you know, what does that mean for um, our entrepreneurs out there, our entrepreneurs out there? And um, how are you navigating this space? Whether you're jumping into the entrepreneurship pool for the very first time, um, right? Or you're an established entrepreneur and you're getting ready to open back up and, you know, this may be an opportunity to poach some talent. So I'm um, really looking forward to kind of breaking that down um, here with our, our listeners.
0: Do you want me to jump into the article?
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't you just read like a, a couple of excerpts that really sent out? Yeah, here. I'm just going
0: to read like yeah, the, the first few sentences. So this is uh, from Bloomberg Business Week: How to quit your job in the great post-pandemic resignation boom. Um, and really the kind of the, I guess the gist of this is, and we what we talked about yesterday, or not yesterday, the last Cobra and Convo in regards to people and businesses getting ready to go back to work. What about people that don't want to go back to work or don't want to go back into the office? And, um, you know, they like working from home. They like some of the, the flexibility that they have. So it says, ready to say adios to your job? Well, you're not alone. The great resignation is coming. Ah uh, says, Anthony Klotz, an associate professor of management at Texas A&M University, who's studied the exits of hundreds of workers. Uh, he says, when there's uncertainty, people tend to stay put, which obviously there's been a great deal of uncertainty in the last 12 months. So there are pent up resignations that didn't happen. So maybe people were already thinking about leaving their job and quitting. Uh, but again, because of the uncertainty, they decided to stay. Uh, The numbers are multiplied, he says, by the many pandemic related epiphanies about family time, remote work, commuting, passion projects, life and death, and what it all means that can make people turn their back on that nine to five office grind. Uh, So then it goes on to say, we ask Klotz what to expect as the great resignation picks up speed. So, and a, a host of questions, I guess, that they ask him uh, throughout the rest of the article that uh, he expounds upon.
1: No, I appreciate that, man. So that was one of the things that really kind of stood out to me. because I didn't think about it in that perspective, but as they broke it down, it makes complete sense, right? Like, you know, you have folks and, you know, when we think about our own experiences and maybe conversations we have with folks, there's a, a good handful of folks we know that are currently working for an employer that they've been waiting for. To move on, but because of again the uncertainty that exists, they're so like, "Hey, I can't make that move just yet." But as soon as, soon as I get one inkling, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, just, I'm out, right? I'm out, right? And so, um, as things continue to open up, we are we are going to see that. But the thing that uh, wasn't really touched on there, uh, but I think is worth exploring a little bit more, right? It talked about people coming to these post pandemic epiphanies right, which I like the iteration there, um, but these pandemic epiphanies, right, about family time, about remote work, about passion projects, passion projects sit out, right? Um, and yeah, you have a lot of folks that are taking the plunge and jumping into the entrepreneurship pool because, again, they're saying, look, man, if 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 I had to build anything, if I'm going to spend 60 hours a week working on something, where can, where is the real security at? There's uncertainty in both. Right? There's one that's an illusion of, of security, and then there's one that's true security. Right, It's an illusion of security to think that, well, if I work my hardest and I'm putting in more hours than other folks and all this other stuff, that the company that I'm working for, the business that employs me, right, um, they're going to keep me because the reality is at the end of the day, regardless of the sweat equity and all those other things, they're still going to make a financial decision. They're going to make a decision based off the P&L. It doesn't matter. Right, We've been there. Right, We've been there.
0: Bronwyn, you were were you're an example of that, unfortunately, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, from Richard's perspective, that's not what he wanted to do. What you just said, you know, the the powers that be right looking at it financially. And and you even alluded to that, like you because of how uh, a student, how much of a student you are and paying close attention and just knowing the numbers and knowing the business, like you felt like it was a possibility and that that it was coming, you know what I mean? so yeah it, it's it's tough when you've given so much and then you find yourself in that position where you're furloughed or you end up just losing your job altogether
1: exactly right and so um yeah i appreciate you calling that out cuz you're right like i you know i had people you know even you know after the you know i got furloughed and people got the news like people hit me up blowing me like bro like like you, like, I'm trying to figure out. I told head. you, I'm
0: like, well, how am I here? <laughs> You're gone. I mean, don't get me wrong. Now, I like, I, you know, I, 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 I bring it to the table. and I put in sure, work, but like, for sure, for sure, for sure. I just I couldn't I couldn't fathom that. You know what I mean? Um And just obviously at the time, you know, just hurt for you in a situation I, you know, I had confidence you are going to be a and have faith. But like, yeah, I was questioning the decision myself. So.
1: Right. And so. um the, that was a, a great example of where you you know even I thought security existed because hey I'm I'm out working people I know a lot about the business I have a gr- I have a great personal reputation I got a great brand i got all of these things all of these things going for me mm-hmm. right? and yet it still comes down to numbers on a spreadsheet it comes down to uh, the org chart it comes down to headcount mm-hmm. it comes down to redundancy right and it doesn't matter that that's you know Devon it doesn't matter where he sits in terms of um you know talent action planning or succession planning or anything uh, that doesn't matter right um it so, doesn't matter
0: he just made a decision that probably saved about 40 to 50 people's jobs uh we st- this is still the, the decision we have to make moving forward
1: correct right um and so <clears throat> there i'm obviously i'm not unique in the sense that there were thousands oh, yeah. and thousands of millions mm-hmm. of people that, that had that similar experience and they they came to that same realization they came to that same epiphany and so you start doing the calculus on, well, how many years did I spend focusing on what I thought was the illusion of security and building that up, and I put off other activities that if I had put in that effort, that would have been my true security, right? Mm-hmm. That would have been my true security, a, a fantastic example, right? So we just bought on um, uh, Ricky, right, to um, our last episode, and Ricky's a great example of that, of how... While he was still in corporate spaces, he didn't stop his commitment to building out his business. He built out his 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 consulting business, his HR consulting business. Like he diversified, and you hear people talk about this from an investment perspective. He diversified his revenue streams. He's like, hey, I -hmm. I work in a corporate space, right? But I also um, have my own consulting business. But I also am an adjunct professor, right? Um, And. What that did was it effectively allowed him to to insulate himself from the impact of when the corporate space decided to make a decision, hey, it's all good. That just means that's more time that I can allocate to these other revenue streams that I'd already been building, right, and truly unlock my, my earning potential or grow my earning potential, right? And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs are making that same decision, so... Really, the question for the, that, that folks are going to be wrestling with here, right, as an entrepreneur, and I'm pretty sure some of our entrepreneurs are listening out there. Uh, maybe you've already taken the plunge, maybe you're considering the plunge, Maybe you're considering like um, the, the um, you know kind of the trade-off or the cost benefit trade-off, right? which is like how much time how much time and effort and energy do I commit to building this business, building my passion project, right? Do I go all in feet first? Do I do it in tandem, right? Do I still work in this corporate space while I'm stacking up bread and then also building my business? And um, what I would say to that, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, right? Um, is well, actually before I share my thoughts, I'm interested to hear your thoughts is that question specifically, right? So like, what do, you, what do you say to the entrepreneur that's like, hey, Coach Jimmy G, I'm ready to do it, bro. I'm gonna go out and build my business, right? I just need to help you. I need your help in figuring out: Do I do this in tandem? Do I just say, "Nah, forget all that. I'm gonna jump feet first in and just and go fully committed." Because and you're in a unique position because you've done both. (laughs) I have on several occasions. You've done both both on several occasions.
0: (laughs) On several occasions. So yes, I, I you know the the first thing that I would I would ask is. I, I really think that there there is opportunity to, and it depends on, on your job and, and the level of responsibility that you have. Um, but I definitely think that there is opportunity and space. And it's a smart thing to do to say, okay, again, and I don't know that he, he necessarily did it for this reason, um, but I'm going to hold on and grind out this nine to five that I have and then start these building blocks, right? And start laying the foundation and doing the things that I need to do in order to to build and to start this business. Um, and I think that's that's part of the grit and, and you know persistence, right? That's needed for for an entrepreneur. And do you really? Because it has to do with you know are you are you willing to do anything and everything that it takes to to start this business, to keep the business, and to keep it going and see it you know, become fruitful and successful where you are able to leave a legacy, right? Um, and that means late nights. That means, okay, I, I put in my eight, nine hours in my job and I still might be tired, but you know what? I need to put another two or three hours in, or you know what, I need to to make the adjustment and wake up two hours earlier so that I can be up before other people. And if I have to start my job at eight or nine o'clock, you know, I'm up at six and putting in time to do those things. Um, and thinking about the cost, and are you willing to pay the cost that it's going to take to do those things? Now, talking about you know resigning and just leaving your job, mm-hmm. um, are you single? Do you have a family? And even regardless, you know, you, if you're single, you still have a responsibility to yourself. Financially, have you put yourself in the position to be able to do that? You know, do you have? an emergency savings? Do you have at least 90 days, you know, saved up, um, which was some of the things that I didn't necessarily do in the past. Like I didn't have those things. So, I mean, you know, I had savings in the form of a 401k uh, and, you know, and use that as you know, financial income to, to be able to help us through those months. Um, but you have to really take stock into, the responsibilities that you have to yourself, to your family, if you have a family and am I making the right decision for all the parties that are involved? Um, And sometimes you, you know, you, you have these dreams, you have these passions and you just want to say, well, you know what? I can't, I can't do both of them. Well, you can like even, you know, Trinity fitness, man. Like, well, I, I got to that point for two years. You know, what I mean, I was working. I was working with you. We were doing our thing. Uh, I started training people in our garage and we were able to use space at the church. You know, so for two years, we were building momentum and we were doing things um, that. When I got to that point, I said, all right, well, now I'm ready to, to, to take that that leap of faith and step out completely and leave my corporate job. Um, but it was at a point where we had a following and we felt secure. In the people that we had coming and the, the group that we had built, the community that we had built, um, that we're going to be able to support the business and what we were trying to do and the growth that we were looking to, to have. Um, I think you just have to really count the costs. Are you willing to, to put in the hours, the sweat equity, do the things that it's going to take to actually build a business, start a business? um mentally so as a mindset is the discipline there and then financially is this important are you are you able to to take care of yourself are you able to take care of your family you know for nine months six months whatever that time frame is to give you that ramp up and that startup time to say all right i'm going to do this but i know that i'm I'm still going to be comfortable that doesn't mean maybe you have everything that you have maybe you, you know you take your budget and you decrease that you know, by fifty percent and you're you're living off of just rice and beans. Whatever you have to do, but you mentioned sacrifice, you know, you you're counting the cost and you're willing to make those type of sacrifices to ensure that you're giving your business the best uh, possibility and best chance to succeed, but you're also taking care of yourself and your family if that's the situation that you're in.
1: No oh, man, I appreciate that because one of the things that um I think it's important for entrepreneurs to understand, like, we're going to debunk, like, some of the myths that exist about entrepreneurs. I think there's a lot of um, misconception out there that creatives and entrepreneurs, and um, you may read stuff that's out there in terms of, like, memes and all this other stuff, like, that, um, you know, they are, you know, entrepreneurs that we are very much, like, you know, just jump in and, you know, we'll jump in both feet and then figure it out and, you know, don't worry about a plan. We make it up as we go. Like, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Like, don't think that the creative process is not also systematic, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, as entrepreneurs, we're, we're working a plan. We're working a plan. Like, and we spend a painstaking amount of time, if you're doing it right, you're spending a painstakingly amount of time figuring out your plan. Right. And then you're planning your work and then working your plan where Mm -hmm. where the creativity comes into play is that we know that there are unknown unknowns. There's things that we can account for. And we have to be able to demonstrate the, the creative thinking, the flexibility, the ingenuity to figure that stuff out on the fly as we go. But the whole plan is not a figure it out on the fly. It is a plan that we've worked. Right. Like I'm um, even thinking about, you know, our business and uh, the, the podcast and the whole not like we didn't just turn like hit record and turn on the mic in the in the in the, you know, the ring light and say, OK, well, that's what we're going to talk about. All right. Boom. All right. We got one episode down. All right. Cool. Let's uh, drop that tomorrow and then we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week. Like before we ever dropped one episode, we already have, you know, three or four in the tuck right? Mm-hmm. We, we knew what we were going to talk about. If you guys are listening to us, we go into these, not just weeks, not just like an episode, we go into months with a theme yeah. of what we're going to be breaking down and covering, right? Like, you know, not to to give away um, you know all the sauce and honestly it don't even matter because you can have the sauce but you ain't the chef, so um, <laughs> right? <clears throat> you, One hundred. You're the chef, but like um, You know, we we spend time, we invest time post-production and pre-production looking at our Trello board of what the next months are coming up and what are we going to talk about in these lives. And we don't script the the content in terms of our thoughts or what we're going to say, but we know the plan that we're going to execute. We know what we're going to, what message we want to deliver to our entrepreneurs and our entre leaders. We mm-hmm. know what we're working towards in terms of building out. The the um, the coaching business and the consulting business and working with small and medium sized businesses like we're not just weaning this. Right. And so if your thoughts of as an entrepreneur is I'm going (laughs) to resign tomorrow and then figure out how to build it, then you're off base. That's one. Two is this whole. Notion of do I do I build it in tandem or now I need to be away from my my business or away from my corporate responsibilities or whatever so I can have the time to build it. bro the 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 false choice of time. Right. Like it's a it's it's a facade. It's a fallacy because the reason why I say that is. If you're not willing to figure out how to invest the time when you have all these other commitments to still work on what you're responsible for, when you have nothing you're responsible for, you're still not going to be able to invest the time. Like, it's mm-hmm. discipline is the issue. Uh,
0: exactly.
1: Discipline is the issue. It's not the time. There's there's minutes and hours and seconds around us everywhere. You feel me? Like, bro, we got we are um, we are insistent about building our business about. Uh, our relationship with our family, about our relationship with our faith, about our um, our corporate responsibilities, right? Like all of those things. And yet we still have time to listen to podcasts, to watch shows, to do all that stuff, right? So the time is not the issue, mm-hmm. right? It's around discipline, around what you choose to invest your time in. And so if you're telling me, nah, man, in order I can't do it now, but if I didn't have this nine to five, if I didn't have this, then I will really be able to 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 build it. I'm calling BS. I'm calling BS.
0: Calling shenanigans, Officer Bar Brady. <laughs>
1: Correct. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Big time. Right. Because because your issue is not time. Your issue is discipline. And so, mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs, if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking about making that leap, you gotta you for, before you even take that that jump, you have to take stock of a couple of things. Where are you at in terms of your discipline? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, right. Where are you at in terms of having a substantial foundation so that you can, you have the right focus? Because I don't care who you are, right? You can feel super passionate about your business and the whole nine, but if your basic needs are not met, right? It goes back to Maslow. If your basic needs are not met, fam, you're not going to be able to fix your mind towards trying to figure out how to build your business because you're going to be too busy trying to figure out how am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to pay the light? How am I going to eat? Like those things are real like real um, issues, right? Real issues. And this whole notion of, um, now I'm gonna put, you know, pressure bust pipes, you know what I mean? I'm gonna put myself in that situation. Like I take issue with that at times, not because it's not true. It is true, right? It is true. Again, like I called out, what makes us gifted as entrepreneurs, as creatives is that when we are forced to figure out something that we didn't anticipate, like it was unexpected. We can cre- create the solution to, to make sure our plan is undeterred, right? So that, that's a strength for us. But where I take issue with this whole notion or philosophy around, like, no, nah, you just gotta put yourself in a position where, like, you know, you put yourself under the gun, the pressure, and you rise to the occasion. I call, I call shenanigans on that again because mm-hmm. I think that's an excuse for laziness. That's an excuse in, to not plan properly, right? Yeah. To say, well, I don't got a plan. I'm going to just go do it. I'm going to put myself in that situation and then I'll figure it out. And the nine times out of 10, you don't. You don't because the things that you need in order to make sure that you figure it out, right? The things that you need in order to make sure you figure out, you've already demonstrated you don't have. You don't have discipline. You don't even know the plan that you're working right? Yeah. Which is so critically important. Like, how can you know what decision to make, decision A or decision B, if you don't have clarity around where you're at and what the vision is going to be? There are two different things, right? Like, you need to have clarity around what you're working towards so that you can make the right decisions along the way, right? If my goal at the end of the day, right, is to, to build, um, you know, um, you know, to, to, to build a, well, let's not even talk about business. Like, let's just keep it simple. My goal at the end of the day is to get something to eat, right? is, is to, to make sure that I'm eating. And if I make this left, that takes me to where the food is at. And if I make this right, that's take, that takes me to, um, uh, that takes me to, uh, where the, um, the cemetery is at, right? For lack of a better, better explanation. I need to have clarity around my destination, Right, to know yes. what to know if I need to make a left or make a right, you can't just say I'm gonna figure it out as I go because you're gonna feel a type of way. Uh, when you make the wrong decision because you don't have a plan, you don't have clarity about your destination, you end up making that right, you end up in a cemetery. You might as well just lay down and join them, right? Because your idea is dead.
0: <laughs> well, I just don't say uh, surrounded by a whole bunch of dead people, uh- <laughs> but again, thinking about entrepreneurs and uh, uh, why we're so passionate, like we've seen so many times where. There is there's not a plan there. Um, some of those fundamentals, those those business basics are not there. And, and people have a vision, they have this passion and even had the grit to, to maybe start something, but they're not able to keep it because they don't have that solid plan in place. Exactly, man. And, so you're- and it gets back to the, to, the, to the discipline that you mentioned. I just want to, to shout out and call back because um, you were talking about the time management piece to Episode 17. So for our new listeners, or even if those, depending on how long you've been with us, go back to episode 17 from season one, which is Master Minutes, Master Millions. Um, and not that, and I don't want to make this point too, not that it's about the money, right? I mean, that was a cool name to, to come up with, and I appreciate your creativity in that one. But it's also why are you going into business? Like, you know, I think so many people are. Um, they've fallen in love with, oh, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. And oh, wow. you know, shout out to Gary Vee because I love Gary V and the message that he puts out there. I think some people see that. Oh, I'm inspired to be an entrepreneur and I want to stop school or leave my job. And there's a lot that that goes into being an entrepreneur. And then also, are you doing it for the right reasons? Because if you're just doing it for the money, it's going to be difficult. And when you chase the money, the money's going to start running. Right. So you have to, to also which getting back to Joe, but I, I, I appreciate this about him is that from what he says, it's not about the money, right? It's about the creativity is about what they're building. And when you go into it from that perspective and, and you know, the service, the product, what you're really trying to give to the community and what you're trying to give to people, like the money's going to take care of itself, right? You have to know your numbers. You have to have your plan and work the plan and all that kind of stuff. But if you're just doing it because, hey, I think this is a good way to make money, um, you're just going to find it very, very difficult to to find success long term with that mindset.
1: No, you're right, man. And w- one of the things I appreciate you calling out, right, is that people have fallen in love with this notion of entrepreneurship, right? It's like enamored with it, yeah, it's enamored with it, but like. Let's be real, bro. Like we gotta call a spade a spade. Like everybody wanna be a boss, but don't nobody wanna be a boss. Yes. You know what I mean? And so, like, you wanna be able to throw around. Like, you want the the social clout of, yeah, I got my own. Business. I'm doing this. Da 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 da. But your movements don't match that, right? And mm-hmm. again, when we talk about building, we're not talking about just you know filing the L- like. Following the LLC, getting the paperwork like that takes. I'm here to tell you guys right now. If that's your goal, it's going to be the it's going to be the the least amount of effort. It takes minimum effort in order to achieve that, right? Like you will be successful in less than five minutes because that's really all it takes to hop on LegalZoom, fill out that paperwork, give them your credit card, and it's done, right? Now. It, if you just wanna pass on to your to you know to your kids and you know, the legacy you want to pass on is hey I filed the paperwork and here's the paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then all right, more power to you. That doesn't necessarily align with um kind of how we define legacy, right? But we're talking about starting something and keeping it keeping it, right? It's about all of the other things that align with being a boss. Again, not in title but in Effort Mm and execution and decision making and time management and investment, right? Like the the folks that I know that are truly truly successful in this entrepreneurial space, they're putting in more hours for themselves than they would ever have put if they were working a nine to five, right? Like you know, when people talk about like, oh man, I want to work for myself because you know I have freedom. eh, It's a eh, Mm -hmm. yes or no, (laughs) yeah. Like yes. And no, right. Yes and no. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's not one of those situations where you can clock out and leave it and know that somebody else is going to handle it. Right. It's not one of those situations where it's my day off. No. If you're building your business, you're you're always on. You're always on. Right?
0: And especially if, if you're the type of entrepreneur that you've essentially you own it, but you, you, you now own your own job. Right. So I was just. um This morning, uh, I went and got a fresh cut and was talking with Jazz, my barber. um, And and he was very transparent about it that he was like, bro, like, since he's been in Florida, which I've known him for like 20 years, um, he's from uh, from New Orleans, Louisiana, he's never had a Saturday off. Like, he's a barber, he cuts hair, right? And that's what he does. Um, So you also have to think about again the the lack of of freedom that you're giving up and some of the rights that you're giving up as you take the responsibility of now owning your own job and knowing that if again if that's the type of service that you have i think back to um a gentleman i was i was helping several years ago when i had one in formula marketing who had his sub shop but he he was the sub maker he was the chef uh and essentially again he had to be there all the time because it was just him So if that's the type of business you want to run, you have to understand that. And then if you want if you don't want just a job and be uh, self-employed and you want a business, it gets back to what we're talking about. With the example of the Joe Budden podcast is, how do you learn to be a leader worth following and then be able to develop other people? So now you have a team so that you can work on the business as opposed to working in the business. And now you're giving opportunities to other folks. Uh, regardless if they're there or if you have, you know, this virtual admin that's across the world, it doesn't matter. These are people that are part of your team that you're paying to provide you with resources and to provide you with effort and with work Uh, and how you communicate with them, how you work, how you fit these individuals and these resources into your plan to build this business. All of that takes discipline, takes leadership skills, it takes great communication to do that effectively.
1: Absolutely, man. Well said, well said. So, um, Landing this plane here yes, for for our our listeners out there, if you, you know you're um, along for the journey, and you're hearing us talk about this, and it's resonating with you because you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm one of those folks that I'm going to be a part of the mass resignation, right? Or you know, um, I am ready to commit myself to building my business and building a legacy and doing it properly, right? And I'm going to do it in tandem while I'm, you know, um, working my plan to stack up and the, the whole nine, right? If you have questions or you're looking for guidance on how to develop your skill set in the areas that we've outlined today, we've been talking about today, great news, you're in the right place. Mm -hmm. We have a wealth of content that you can go back and listen to that's gonna be able to help give you the, the foundational understanding of these things. But more importantly, if you need individualized Feedback, coaching, support, direction. You can reach out to us directly through our socials, through our website, l3gconsulting.com, right? Um, and set up time for free time, free consultation with Jimmy and myself to talk to us about your business, so that we can help devise a, a strategy unique for you, fit for you, to be able to coach you up and be your L3G coaches. It's going to help you um, help you develop your skill set and coach you up around living as a leader we're following how to lead others to do the same and in doing so leaving a legacy for generations to come so um again uh just felt so passionate about you know this topic specifically as we read the article and we know that a lot of folks are getting ready to to take that plunge and they're considering that and considering to take that leap but you don't have to do it alone. You know, mm. um, again, you know, getting support and being coached. You know, um, being supported, getting the benefit of our years of experience in the entrepreneurial space and the corporate spaces, working with creatives, being creatives. You know, all of those things. Um, we can really help to, um, you know, help um, accelerate that transition for you and make sure that, um, you know, there's as few, um, if not no, zero, uh, missteps along the way. Um, as you work towards building out that legacy.
0: No, absolutely. And you know when it comes to being a leader, it's important to invest in yourself. and sometimes we we miss that component. Um, so when we talk about coaching services, you're making an investment in yourself. You're making an investment in your business, and you're making an investment in your future. Um, We know the importance of that. That's why we've made the investment of our time, of our finances. While, again, we feel very confident in what we bring to the table. But you know what? We want to study. We want to research. We're going through and getting certified. We can be certified business life coaches uh, and and bring that level of additional expertise to you and, and have a solid plan from A to Z that's gonna be able to help you not just start the business, but keep the business. And like Devon said, leave that legacy for future generations. Uh, So for our loyal listeners, and even for our new listeners, again, thank you. Uh, This is your first time. We appreciate you being here. Maybe it's gonna be your last time listening. I don't know, but we thank you anyway. Um, man, leave a review, like the episode, and share this with somebody, another entrepreneur who you know is going to be able to find value uh, from this. Once this uh, episode is launched and it, the uh, video portion, the visual, the vidcast is on YouTube, make sure for people that are listening now, if you have not subscribed, go to Legacy and Leadership Podcast on the YouTube uh, on the YouTube, I sound like such an old man on YouTube.com. you I know what I'm talking about. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. <laughs> that that flat that flat, platform.
1: that platform. <laughs> you gotta meet us on all the pl- pl- platforms.
0: Uh, yes, uh, subscribe to the channel, man. Subscribe to Legacy and Leadership Podcast on YouTube. Like the video, share it. It will be released, um, in, I don't know, a few days, several days um, after the podcast itself is launched um and made official so uh man we thank you guys again for rocking with us for for listening for being here with us on this wednesday evening as we continue to to drink our cold even though it's almost 9 30 in the evening eastern standard time here in uh united states because we do have listeners all around the world we appreciate you guys so much uh for being with us for sticking with us and just being a part of this community being entree leaders legacy leaders legacy builders Let's get after it, y'all. Um, again, reach out to us if you if you uh, have questions. Uh, we're going to be here every Wednesday night, cold and convos. Uh, and again, we'd love for you to join in the conversations. Uh, we'll make sure that we announce the topics ahead of time. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Jump in. Uh, again, at least leave questions at the very least. If not, jump on the call uh, and start to chop it up with us as well. Um, so uh, until next time. Our legacy leaders out there, our entree leaders. God bless.
1: And stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.